Okay. I'd like again to dedicate this shir, Lila Nishmas, my grandfather, Reuven Ben Benzion, who passed away on Haftes Davis. He actually passed away on a Friday, Friday of Shabbos Parshas Ve'era, which I thought was very significant, as in Tafshin Numbez on Shabbos Parshas Ve'era, the Rebbe spoke a whole sicha about the greatness of passing away on a Friday. So he got Friday of that week, Shabbos Parshas Ve'era. And um, my grandfather seemingly was very Tashatayid, and for several years before he passed away, he had very severe dementia, where usually your mind gets sort of stuck on a track, and that's just what you keep saying again and again. And his mind got stuck on a tefillah. And even my children remember, oh, yeah, what did Grandpa say? Again and again and again, all day long. He just said those words of tefillah. I remember thinking then, like, wow, what an what neshama is there, you know, for that to be the, the track. Because neshama have an aliyah. Today's Tanya is very short. We begin chapter 15, and we're opening up a chapter that's a tremendous tarak in terms of personal avoida. All of Tanya is to make us oivdim, meaning... In Tanya, the Altarev is not writing what we call Haskala. It might seem to us very intellectual. But his goal isn't intellect. His goal is to take Yidin and aid them to be Oivdim, aid them to be people that serve Hashem properly. So the whole Tanya has that goal. But in this chapter, it's very, very overt. This chapter is about Avoida. What is, what's the term Avoida from? The term avoida comes from animal hides. We say oiros mu'ubadim, worked hides, meaning they would take an animal, a kosher animal, skin it, and now you have this coarse, raw hide. And they would soak it and tan it and beat it and smooth it and do lots of things I don't know much about, but I, I, I can imagine, until it becomes thin enough and supple enough to become parchment to become a mezuzah, to become tefillin, to become a sacred tyro. So you take an animal, and from the animal, you become, with a lot of work, a sacred tyro. That's a void, though. That's the process of refinement, from the words, eros meubadim, worked hides. And every one of us is like that animal, starting off with all the coarseness of the animal, and our job is to work and work and work our animal, with the goal of refinement, with the goal of godliness, with the goal of a tyra. So this parak is actually springboarding off a pasuk, and the entire parak is based on this one pasuk, which still is Shafsar Isem, C, between, the difference between, Sadik, the Russia, Kim, and Asher Lo'avado. A Sadik, a Russia, one who serves Hashem, and one who doesn't. And the question is, well, that sounds repetitive. A tzaddik is synonymous with one who serves, and a rasha is synonymous with one who doesn't. And the other says, no, it's not repetitive. There's really four different levels of avayda here. There's the tzaddik, there's the rasha, and there are two types of benonim. The benoni we call an oivid alukim, 
And the Benoni, he's a Benoni, and we call him an Asholo Avado, a non-worker. What does this mean? So let's begin the Rebbe says by explaining the first Tzadik and an Oyzed Elokim. Why is it Tzadik not an Oyzed Elokim? Because Oyzed Elokim implies in the present tense you're working. Tzadik's not working on this work of refinement in the present tense. He already mastered it. So a Tzadik is not called an Oyved, Lashen Hoyved, present tense, one who works. He's called an Eved. He's acquired the title, like a chacham, like a melech. You've acquired the title of a wise man, of a king. The tzaddik is one who has completed avodah, and therefore he is an evet, not an evet elokim, which elokim is the lower dimension of godliness. Godliness as it's encased in nature, but rather an evet havaya. He's an evet, not an oivet, and he's on the level, he's accessing not elokim, but the much higher godliness of Havaya. What's the Benoni then? The Benoni is the Oivid Elokim. Oivid in the present tense, because he is in the middle of the work, as we've been discussing for the past two chapters. He is perfect in his actions, in his speech, even in his conscious thought. But he's got a lot of work constantly to maintain that perfection. So, he's an oivet. He's constantly working. This is a very great lesson for us. We can look at people and we can think, oh, they have it so easy, they're always happy, or they're always put together. We have no clue what's going on. But then they look completely perfect. He looks to you like the greatest tzaddik. You have no clue. He's struggling every second. He keeps struggling and he keeps maintaining control. All of us, it's, it, it gives all of us the opportunity. So you're not calm. You can act it. So you're not loving and kind and patient. You can act it. So you're not joyous. You can act it. Is a baby always feeling? No. But he's always maintaining the control. So he's an oivid. He's in the process of refinement. And he's an oivid elokim because he's working on the level of godliness of Hashem within nature. Elokim. He's not up to the higher level of Havaya. So we see that in the Pasuk we have a tzaddik. We have a Russia, we have an Oyvere Okim, which means a Benoni, and we have another type of Benoni who's called an Asher Lo Avado, a non-worker, and this non-worker is also a Benoni, and we will discuss why a person could be a Benoni and called a non-worker in Mir Tashem in tomorrow's portion. Any questions? Unmute yourself, star six. Okay. Have a good evening. Thank you.